It's an unofficial thing. We're just going to talk over the music right off the bat. This is the way we do it. <laughs> Can we play that Gnarls Barkley song next? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> that Gnarls Barkley was just a question on some trivia show I listened to. It's a good Gnarls Barkley song. You want to listen? Which one? That's St. Elsewhere. That's oh, yeah. That's the name of the, uh, that's the, name of the, the album. album. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Hey, Hi. BTP OT. Dickie Boy's Return. I'm Matt. He's Eric. Hi, Eric. Yes. Hello, Matt. How are you? I don't know. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> been busy. Uh, yeah, we, um, I've been, I got a new chair. I know this mm-hmm. is an audio medium. Yes. But I'm sitting in a nice chair. I finally ponied up for a decent one. Um, and I'll never go back to crap chairs again. It is Can I ask life. a question? Yes, sir. Did you fall in love with the girl from the magazine from the chair? Is that how you ended up buying it? Or? No, no, no. I've made it look like I'm a cool gamer, and that's what oh, all the kids, one of those the chairs, kids yeah. are into these days. Oh so. yeah, you know the kids um, and their gamers. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to stay up. I'm trying to stay hip, and with all the cool kids. And if anybody out there didn't get that reference, that was a reference from the TV show The Office. In case you so anyway. All right. So tonight's BTP OT, we are going to review episode 164, 65, 66, 67, and 68. That just came out on Tuesday, the 30th of August. So 164 is El Borro Rojo, brought to you by Rose Art, featuring um, a new patron that just joined like a little over a month ago or so, Mish Resnick. So Mish was awesome. Um, uh, who right off the bat, um, established the fact that he is called Mish and not Michael. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and also, <laughs> uh, talked about, uh, like it being like the most Jewish name in the world, which I thought was hilarious too. And, uh, so David, Dave, David wasn't down that one though. We got to get David and Mish together. Those two. Oh, that might be a, a recipe for disaster. This is like when he- they. Is it like when they cross the streams kind of video? Yeah, have too much Jewish, in one two room. Two Jewish people on a VTP recording. <laughs> two smart Jewish players on the same team. you and David have been on together, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so. But yeah, we love but, our uh, Jewish brethren. <clears throat> I listened to this episode here because uh, just so a little, you know, inside baseball, we were behind when we released last month's and the months before OT, but we'll catch up this month. And it just happened to be that this is a month that has five uh, releases in it in the month of August. So we have five episodes to go over today. So this one was actually released before we recorded our last episode, our last OT <laughs> episode. So this is like a while ago now. So um, I, that was nice because it was one that I didn't have to take notes on and I was great. And then I went back and looked at my notes and I'm like, oh, no, do I remember this? And I should have listened to it. Again. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. I believe this will forever go down as Scott's flu game, though. Yes. I think it's the real subtitle of Scott's flu game. And I like, and I want a hat tip, and I don't know if this is intentional, but the editors or whoever edited this one, it made it seem like Scott was like all over every answer. Like something about it was just, Scott was just like bang, 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 bang. Like he was, uh, what's her name from White Men Can't Jump? 
Um, oh, they, I don't know oh, the character's yeah. name, but the yeah. Rosie oh, Perez's no. character. Rosie and, Perez. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, geez. And I was like, yeah. now I can't even think of the actress's yeah. name. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, this yeah. was, uh, and I loved how I read about this being Scott's COVID game. Um, and then it was like mentioned early on in the episode, but then again, it, it didn't come up again until like the very end when uh, Scott and Josh uh, won by one point. And if I recall correctly, there was some controversy in the uh, in the fourth quarter, right? Um, I think there's some controversy so. in the fourth quarter about how um, the scoring if somebody would have gotten one right, then there's something somebody like the I forget how it went, but there was something in the end that was goofy or funny. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, I just think it's funny that Scott has reverse brain fog when he gets COVID. Yeah, like that everybody, is the exact everybody, <laughs> everybody else is like, I can't, oh, I couldn't answer any trivia questions. And Scott's like, I know the answers to everything. <laughs> um, like, he took his limitless pill. Yeah. Um, I do, yeah. and this is in the summary, I forgot about this, but Eric putting food, using a ladder to put food places where his kids can't get to it. <laughs> yes. He quit twice that episode. Um, we did have fun. Who was I'm trying to remember who said the new tagline? I think it might have been Eric, and it could have been Josh. That have the new tag. My favorite new tagline for Ninja Warrior, which is uh, "quote Get off my TV, you're too fit." American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> oh, funny. And then, yeah, uh, this we, is also one where they start talking about their top five women of all time. <laughs> oh, yes. This is the only li- only list of women where both Mother Teresa and Tiffany Amber Thiessen show up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's uh, that, that, yeah. I'm trying to think of other lists like Venn diagrams where those two people yeah, experiences exactly. overlap. Oh, um, funny. And I do want to say Nolan. So there was a, a very specific mention of an inspirational speech to my youngest child, and he was um, very inspired, uh, so inspired that he managed to, um, right after this episode, uh, went underwater for the first time as a kid, and he wasn't afraid of going underwater anymore. So see, Scott, you're changing people's lives. Don't ever let anybody think that L train doesn't change people's lives. I don't remember that reference, but sure, he, sounds good. He, was, he kind of went on a diatribe, and he was like, I'm out here trying to inspire the next generation, like uh, Nolan or something like that. And he was. He was so inspired that he uh, jumped off of the side of the pool. So there yeah, you go. kid. How yeah. old is Nolan now? He'll, he'll be four in a month. Four. four okay. Yeah, man. I just got to say, I know we're not going to talk about uh, Fast Break episodes, but I still think this next fast break episode that came out after this is the greatest title. I think that of almost any episode we've ever had. And that was oops, all bat nipples. Yes. <laughs> and I know not everyone out there that listens to this has access to the fast breaks, but I mean, five bucks a month and you get two extra episodes. It's fun. A month. I got to be, I believe I'm, I'm referred to as mush brain very early in this. I'm the stupid one on the episode. Um, it's a battle of the Titans and me. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. David, David, Ede, Dan, Dan, and, and you. me. Yeah, and I was, I was just like, there for. How, 
how strong a build does he have to have of people that Eric Walling is the weak link in that <laughs> like, group? <laughs> mush, I believe Marcus called me a mushmouth idiot very early in that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you want to pay $5 to hear that episode, it's worth it. Uh, okay. We'll move on to episode 165, which was the mini adventures of Hannah McStorm and Tiny Tiny Martinez. This one featured assistant coach Matt Coleman. Matt Coleman, I don't know if this was his fifth time i don't remember. I don't know he may be past a yeah, he might be smoking jacket yeah yeah but uh i don't remember the um i remember this one listening to it and them uh describing the uh chuck knoblock yips <laughs> and uh i'm reading the description here again because, yeah so um, the the question that came up was around there's a story and i, I didn't know how famous it was it was but i i thought it was pretty funny one of the, one time knoblock launched a throw into the stands in Yankee yeah, oh, Stadium and, and hit, hit somebody's Keith Oberman's mom in the face. Keith Oberman's mom, yeah. that's right. Sorry, I gave away an answer. But it's been almost a month. You should now. Come now. on, if you haven't um, listened to it by now. Yeah. But we so that I thought was hilarious. And then we started thinking about why well then auto autocorrect took over when I copied and pasted in the question into the chat. And it went from Tony um to or from Tino Martinez to Tiny, Tiny Martinez, Martinez yeah. and then we all decided that was the root cause <laughs> of why Chuck Knobloch had the yips because they had a really small first baseman. And then I would laughed right, about it for like two that. days afterwards. Like Tiny just the Martinez. thought of how of all the like it's so ludicrous. Like of all the position, and Dan was when Dan gets the giggles and then like will disappear off of the mic. And yeah. then just come back and be like, why would they put him at first base? Like, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> he's the like the, uh, uh, what was it? The, the, um, there was a comedian that talked about the different types of laugh. It was like the, the teapot laugh. The one where you sit, <laughs> where you like, you start by making a noise and then it's like silence, but it's because you're laughing so hard. You can't make a sound. Yes. And then at the, yeah. then you start, uh, making a noise at the end. Like, yeah. So that was, that was pretty fun. I've really, really tried to make a so we had um Shane McClana no Todd McShane McClanahan was was one of my pre and post games. And I was really trying to figure out if I could get a hand uh like a Mick Shane, Mick Todd or a Mick like a Hannah Mick something so I could make it like a double a triple Mick sandwich. <laughs> And I just Mindy. couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just couldn't do it. So that's where Hannah McStorm came from. I was like, I tried to find somebody like Hannah, Todd McShane, McClanahan, Hannah McStorm. And, and what is this? Uh, I, I was just reading the thing again here about Ashton Kutcher. I forget about what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember why Ashton Kutcher came up, but Marcus, somebody said something and Marcus said, without skipping a beat that he would slap the taste out of out of Aston Kutcher's mouth. And then he said, Well, I would need like a step stool or a ladder first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we all laughed pretty hard at that one. Oh. That was a fun one. I feel bad. Like I felt like it was a relatively approachable me game. I never um I always feel like I've written an easier game and then everybody looks at me like I'm a moron. Oh, this yeah. was was this the uh untalk outable um yeah that so didn't really think about so this is something to think about when you're writing a game if you're writing a game for us um we had the lists the um 
uh, I don't remember if it was five on three. Um, we had pre and pre and post game odd one out and odd one out. Yeah, odd one out. So we had odd one out, and I probably should have done it as like I maybe should have redone it as like a five on three. But I did an odd one out, and then it was it didn't dawn on me until after I wrote the game that it was pretty much like untalk outable. Like you either knew the answer or you didn't. Hmm. Um, and then I feel like I redeemed myself in the third quarter. It's one of my favorite David and Goliaths that I've written. And that was one where it was um, different award winners that had faced off in playoffs. So like you mm-hmm. had MVP versus a uh... right versus. So I believe one of them was like two six men of the year that had faced off against each other in an NBA finals. Okay. And one of like one was you know an MVP, and a baseball MVP, like two Cy Youngs that faced off against each other from the same oh, year, sure, right? sure. like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff, right? And so he gave you the year and the award winners, and you had to name the two players, and that was a fun one. And that came from Neil sending me just kind of out of the blue a tweet, um, Neil, our triviality bud, a tweet of Eric Gagne and um, uh. Um, Eric Gagne and Barry Bonds going um, like toe to toe. Oh, Um, that's right. I think you mentioned that on the show too. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, it was such a cool clip and that kind of came up and I'm like, man, I want to write more of those. So I may go back to that. Well, again, I thought it was really fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fun David versus Goliath. Um, I'll never get those, but that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. I tried to even make the David ones somewhat easy. And I think the first one I kind of overdid, but otherwise it was pretty, it was gettable. So cool. All right, well, then the next episode after that was 166, which is not hanging with Mr. Cooper, and that featured mm-hmm. our old friends coming back for their third appearance, I believe, Levac and Gaz. They played in a Eid-hosted game against Josh and Scott, and this yeah. one was fun because, um, <clears throat> you know, no longer does either really one of them, Levac or Gaz, do radio the same way that they did when we first met them, even though they do have a podcast which is not real radio. Ooh, just kidding. Um, but anyway, okay. so it was fun because Gaz was at the studio because he now works for a television station in town and he does commentary, I think, for YouTube stuff that they put out or something, I believe, something like that. And as we heard a lot on the show, Levac is the president of the Albany uh, Empire, the right. AF, um, Arena League football team mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um so it was fun because Gaz was in the studio but then something happened where he had to drive home and as he's driving home we're recording the episode and he's on his cell phone and then he's in his driveway and it's like super dark and we can only see a ever so slight hint and then when he brings the phone up to him it's like a ghost all of a sudden showed up so we're freaking out as he's doing this <laughs> stuff i wasn't on the episode but i recorded it so i was sitting there watching and listening so it was it was interesting but those two goopballs are always fun i love they, having them on my favorite running bit with them is that they can't figure out pre and post game um like they just like the first time we even though, well I can't remember what the first answer was but he just gave like a straight answer yeah um and that just cracks me up every time and I love through. that the there's been the running jokes because um it was Fergie Jenkins was on the first episode <laughs> Sonia Henny. I think and Sonia Henny 
And then, oh no, it wasn't Fergie Jenkins. It was what was that pitcher? Um, oh, uh, the president, uh, Cleveland Grover Cleveland Grover Cleveland Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> so he like leaned into that with the uh, Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was it so did. funny. Oh, um, my, I did. I did not get a chance to, in the limited time I had today, go back and prepare my list of top five Raider felonies that yeah. LeVac or a guy, I don't remember which one, one of them su- suggested we put that together. LeVac we'll is the Raiders fan, I know that. Yeah, top um, five, bottom five Raiders felonies. Sometimes. David Lux, if you're listening to this, I would love to know if there's ever been a scenario where a team went over in a round and then came back and ended up winning the game. This has to be the first time that a team ever went, got zero pre and post games in one, you know, quarter, and then came back and won the game. That's that's was crazy. this our first arena football fourth quarter question too? Yes. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> Ede passed that by me to begin with, and I was like, I have no idea. Oh wait, this is Levac and Gaz. This is the Albany Empire, and he says that that's exactly right. You know, and then. As soon as, uh, but then both teams got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're playing a little game theory there. Yeah. But it was, this is a great one. And I laughed a lot for this one. So I will highly recommend going back and I need to revisit it because I kind of had to speed listen to it before today. And I was laughing at some quick puns that they had. So, um, yeah, this is, that, that was a great. Oh, and this one was also the one where they had uh, Scott was constantly shutting out his old girlfriend from uh, from Albany, (laughs) Emily. That was hilarious. That one was a runner (laughs) for the whole show, and I thought that was hilarious. I was, I would love if there was some way that we could figure out who that person is and get them on the show or something. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, all right, we'll move on to episode one sixty seven, which was three two one Arliss. Uh, this one featured uh, equipment manager Ian Hollenberg and assistant coach Adam Spees. Funny enough, before they started that three, two, one in the halftime to get to that the episode title, three, two, one. Blah, 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 that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, <laughs> but before they got to that, the second they said, they, "Oh, should we just three, two, one this one?" I thought, right in my head, I thought. Has there ever been a time where they three two one something and the two teams had a different answer? And boom, within seconds, I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me! These seriously, they had different answers." <laughs> it reminded me of the you know the Saturday Night Live skit where it, it was Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig where yes. they they're like trying to make up their songs at the same time, and he's sitting there singing or saying yeah, something, yeah. and she's supposed to be like mimicking him, yes. but she's always like about a, you know a third of yeah. a second or a half a second behind yes. him. That's exactly what it sounded like for like yes, a two seconds, was... and then it went like Josh, go wait what like what is yeah wait, like, what's going on here yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man I was dying that's like a mini nightmare of mine to go oh yeah this cake question three oh, two sure. one. Like, well, it was yeah. just like on the throwback trivia takedown that, that came out today or whenever it was. We're recording this on Tuesday, August 30th. And Josh got that um, Johnny Unitas question. Did you have you heard that one yet? No, not yet. Oh, it, okay. I well, go it's the very first it, question. So okay. I don't think I'm All giving right. away too much. Yeah, but <clears throat> so the first question is it's 
you know, the I'm walking the dogs yelling, it's Johnny Unitas. Come on, Josh. <laughs> it's like, you and I know that I'm stupid. But then he's, he fully admits that he just had a brain block and it was like one of those things where yeah, a little nerves kind of going on, but it was funny. <laughs> I like how Arliss became the answer for, for everything. And yeah. That's Scott, just like, uh... Scott was really good in that game too. Like Scott played a great game. Adam... On a, he's on a roll. I remember last time he got a he got on a roll, he got all cocky and wanted to face off against Dan and Eric at the same time. Yeah, we yeah, well, maybe he'll remember where whatever happened to that. Um we did I don't think it went well. Um Did it ever happen? Yeah, we did the like it was a basically a home court advantage for Scott against and I think Lux wrote it. I think. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um my favorite part of the episode was the very end. When Adam got to feel what it's like to be salty walling for just a second. And there's like <laughs> four whistles in a row. And he's just so mad about a David question. Um, or like an, like a, like there's something about a question where he got all mad and he was like, F, F, F this, F this. <laughs> what was, I forget what the I don't question remember. was. I don't know, but it was like, it was like F this stupid game. And, Oh, this was like in the third quarter, quarter when it was a David versus Goliath. Yeah, I think so. So Adam, yeah, Adam got mad. And I was like, oh, that's that's just what happens the first time you play a David game. I do remember um, Adam getting mad. That was my favorite. So that was, was fun funny too. Um, Fabio playing FIFA. I forget about yes, that. they were trying to remember the names of the cover athletes. That's right. For the different things. And he, someone said Fabio. Because they were <laughs> trying to think of like a, a European name. <laughs> yeah. Fifabio um, would not have been a good. And the thought of him on the cover of the of the video game cartridge made me laugh quite a oh, bit. Oh, and this one is the, the when they got Neil Simon and uh, Neil. Vince Neil. Uh, Vince and Neil. Vince Neil. Yes. And, and Adam. And, but no, it was Neil Simon, Vince Neil. And then there was also another. Uh, Neil Smith. Wasn't no, it? Simon, another who was the playwright? Wait, Neil oh, Simon. Um, um wait, who's no, Neil the, Simon is the player. Neil who, Neil Simon's it. Who's the uh the nineteen eighties, seventies and eighties or the sixties and uh um uh Simon and Garfunkel. What's his first name? Paul Simon. That Paul Simon, yes. They got Neil Simon, Paul Simon, and Neil Vince Neil. Vince Neil. Oh yes. <laughs> that <was> pretty yes. <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yes. There's a way to make like a, a three a tri bond from that one, right? Is how you go. That is Vince oh. Neil Simon. No, I guess not. So <laughs> Vince Neil Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. There you go. <laughs> right. That's definitely that's definitely been on Wheel of Fortune at some point. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to admit, or I have to just say this: that Josh and Ian weren't wrong in their um, in their team name. Because I do yes. think that Johan Santana should be in the Hall of Fame. He was the most dominant pitcher in baseball for like a half a decade, if yeah. not longer. I agree. Um, yeah, he was my favorite pitcher to watch because I was yeah. a, I so my favorite pitch when I was playing in college was the changeup, and mm-hmm. he had the most disgusting. Ch- it's a, he did. If you throw a good one, it's it's like changing. So it's like Maddox always used to say, "Is it sayings like." You know, you can throw X hard and a guy can eventually catch up to it, but no one can really, like, if you can change speeds, that's how you get guys out. And because if it looks the same, 
Yeah. Their, your brain can't process fast enough that it's only 88 versus 96. Right. Yep. And it's just all you need. And the, the thing that he close. did. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. And the thing that he did that was different than other people who throw, throw change ups is that he masked it so well. Yes. I mean, he looked like he was throwing a fastball at 94 when he was, and his, his changeup wasn't dramatically different. It wasn't like the difference between 82 and 98 or something like that. It was only like a, a four to eight mile an hour difference, but he did it so believable that every, and his fastball was so predictably fast. It was always the same speed that people just were always in front of it. Yeah. He, um, we need the pitching ninja to just do a whole documentary on that. On that would be awesome. Santana yeah. Just like they up. did on that um, Netflix about the knuckleball. I like that one. Yes. All right. Then we're going to move on to episode 168 that just came out today, which is Tiny Hands starring uh, Dante Culpepper. And that featured uh, head coach uh, Chris Shen. So it was Josh hosted this one. It was Mason and Scott versus Marcus and Chris. Uh, this one. Um, I edited like the second half of this episode, so I got, I got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, this, is, this is a long episode. Wasn't so it? what happened was, um, Eric Eid had, was out of commission for a little while. So I yeah. edited, I edited third and the fourth quarter and the outro and everything like that. And the third quarter which was a um, lucky sevens. Both situations, teams checked in right away, or not checked in right away, but I was able to edit so that they checked in right away. But in both in the first and the second, and then even the third, they got, I think they got like five of the seven. But in the first and the second, rolling along thinking they were getting it, and they both got ones wrong early on. So then the other team had an excessive amount of time to debate and discuss their options. Uh, and the debate and the discussion was, it was good. There was even a part that I cut out that was like a minute and a half of, I think it was the discussion about uh, who had, oh no, that was in the fourth quarter, who had, who were the two players in the 1990s that had over 1,500 games played? Yes. I think that was the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. or I can't remember when that was. But anyway, point is, is that um, <clears throat> when at one point uh, Scott even says, I apologize to the listeners that this is taking too long. I was like, I'm sorry, Scott, but I got to cut all this out. Because <laughs> as I was, I finished everything and I was at two hours and five minutes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to take 20 or 25 minutes out of this. I can't drop a two plus hour episode. It's so funny that we did all the stuff to try to make it a tighter, a tight 90, if you yeah. will. Yep. Um, and we're, we're starting to like our tight nineties are now fast break episodes. Yeah. And now, like, we're starting to like expand back up. I, there was a stretch there here about for like we about three months from like May and June and July, where we were, we were getting like, like, you know, 78 minutes and 80 minutes and it was going real good but we're yeah. kind of ballooning back up but it's okay it's but this is also a... fun because um 
Marcus had had a beverage or two. And I think when Marcus (laughs) has a, I know he doesn't like it and I don't care what he says. I think when Marcus has a beverage or two, I think he's hilarious. He always makes me laugh when he's at a beverage or two. He was, yeah, I love that he went to his roommate's dad's house to swim at the pool. That's totally like a, (laughs) that's just such an awesome like summer thing. It's it like, is. man, that's, it makes me sad that the pools are all closing here in like three days. Yeah. But um, Oh, another thing is, is um, when bringing up, and it was in the, the, the uh, summary here too, but I was going to bring it up, when having the conversation about the F1 driver that uh, <laughs> Mason, Mason decided to, to click on F1 on his keyboard to see what happens. So that, that made me laugh. Out, that made me giggle out loud. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... We had a, I believe this was just the one um, where, yeah, they had the uh, Byron Buxton question. Yes. The know your host question. And then you, they mentioned the, um, I, what I would consider the Byron Buxton of women's college basketball, and that's Paige Becker's. Oh, yeah. Right? She's like blown her knee out two years in a row. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there was a discussion about movies that don't age well. Yes. And I, that Revenge conversation starts with Revenge of the Nerds and Grease. Those two movies did yeah. not age well. Yeah, there's a bunch of others out there. But yeah, Revenge of the Nerds specifically. I went Porky's. back and watched that like, oh my God, really? Yeah, Porky's, Porky's didn't age well? Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, any of those like coming of age uh, not not all of them. Like I think the um, some of them still held up pretty well. But man, Revenge of the Nerds, oof, it's a tough one. It is. It is tough to revisit. Uh, this one also featured. Uh, it's kind of funny because as I was listening to it, they were talking about Jim Brown being in movies in the second quarter, and just as I, I was sitting there thinking to myself. You do an entire halftime just of Jim Brown movie questions. <laughs> then all of a sudden, uh, Scott goes like, yeah, just listen. Now the halftime is just going to be Jim Brown movie questions. And then Josh says, and my halftime is going to be Jim Brown movie questions. Like, You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is so crazy. And then <clears throat> I loved it how Josh picked two movies in the halftime uh, movies that he had never seen before. <laughs> so, we... It was a uh, uh, draft day and uh that was my favorite when Marcus said, like, it's so unbelievable. Like, you know, the Seahawks screwing up a draft. Or wait, no, that's exactly what the Seahawks always do. <laughs> <laughs> we um, love that we educated Marcus. Marcus learned something in this episode. He learns a little bit about Montezuma's revenge. That's and, right. And develops what I consider to be the, the greatest tagline, un, unintentional tagline that we've developed in, like, you know, earlier we had get off my TV, you're too fit. That's American Ninja Warrior. In this one, <laughs> it's Montezuma's Revenge gives you the diarrhea of excitement. Um, that excitement. <laughs> made me spit out my proverbial drink. Um, oh, that's funny. I, I we, that's something that I would like to go back and find our unintentional taglines that we've created. But yeah, that <laughs> the diarrhea of excitement. That's funny, yeah. Um, Chris, Chris Shen, by the way, congrats on your uh, smoking jacket. We're still working on minting them on the blockchain. So um, I don't know what any of that means or how to even do it. But once we figure it out, we might eventually 
have like an MS paint of of your your smoking jacket. I so. sent our artist a request here like about two or three months ago asking for them to um uh asking them to create a logo for um five timers uh, five timers and that person has never got back to me so he's busy trying to figure out the blockchain i guess so everyone's busy trying to figure out like nfts are exactly nfts all right well that was all that we had for episodes those five episodes um anything that you want to say about those five before we move on to what we have coming up next no uh i should host more that's all i really need to sign up for more i need to (laughs) sign up for hosting more too i'm uh i'm slacking on that yeah every time i do it i'm like yeah this is so exciting i'm gonna host another game and then i'm like Oh man, I, got, I I I always think I've got more of a game done than yeah. I actually do, and then I start writing the questions. I'm like, oh, crap! I only had like two questions for this, and now I got to scramble. I put my name down to host simply so I could challenge myself to host, and then yeah. I love hosting and I love doing it. I just can't stand the writing of the questions. I'm just gonna wait till I know Josh is gonna be on episode and write some haikus. Yeah, that's my next one. All right, so the next episodes we have coming up, we have 169, which is Tell Me About It, Stud, which is uh, got uh, Scott and Mark Grenier. Oh, wait, hold on here. That is a David-hosted game that has Scott and Mark Grenier facing off against Marcus and Mason. Then um, <clears throat> on uh, September, 7, September 13th, we have episode 170, which is noted UFC fighter Crickets McGillicuddy. Yes, featuring. We're working. Uh, yeah, we're workshopping his backstory, but right now, just know that he's going to be a big player. This one was a Marcus-hosted game that had Scott teaming up with Seth McCracken and Josh versus and uh, Josh and yourself teaming up. Denny Walling fan club. Uh, okay. Fan. Like you that. had to have. You had to fan? say a question mark question after mark? fan club. Yeah. Uh, then we have episode 171 uh, dropping on the 20th of September. That is the hot dog straw and the jets. So uh, featuring assistant coach Scott Highland. This had Eric um, hosting this Eric Ede with uh, Scott and Mason teaming up against uh, yourself and me and the Dickie boys getting together again for the hot dog straw. Oh my God. You please, please listen to this episode. If for no other reason, then to hear Mason do his farmer Fran impression from that Waterboy. was hilarious. It, and I don't know if it picks up on the episode, but his fiance was, you could hear her dying laughing in the background. <laughs> we were, I was cracking up. This it is was pretty funny. One of my most like surprising, you know, quiet Mason bust <laughs> out the farmer Fran. It was so funny. <laughs> that was, that was hilarious. I can't wait for that one to come out. So, all right, uh, and this one is also your Rich Cotite uh, uh, sweater picture came <laughs> yes. up with that one too. <laughs> God, right. the... We can't give too much yeah. away here. We got yeah. to save it for the episode to come out. All right, then we have episode one seventy two that was recorded here just the other night. This one was always the fourth best with Andrew the the Andrew Wiggins story featuring oh yeah new guest uh, Lucas Gilfoyle. And this was hosted by Josh and had Scott and David team up against Dan and Lucas. So that was, um, I wasn't around for that one. David recorded it. So I uh, can't wait to hear that one. 
anyway yeah so that's all we got anything else you want to chat about before we uh wrap her up here buddy no man um getting ready it's almost the golf trip i've been planning for like six months is next week so i'm very excited um, oh one thing i did want to mention um we will in the next few weeks we are recording our uh 2022 btp tournament games Ooh. we're going to record eight episodes in september and we're going to release them once a week little 30 to 40 minute uh tournament episodes so we're just going to be one side of the bracket will be all patrons and the other side of the bracket will be all bench warmers minus me and uh we have a special guest host Ooh. who could it be who could it be Maybe somebody who's guest hosted other tournaments for other podcasts. Bobby Who Fisher. Who is it? I Who's that? Know. Neil Fisher? No. Neil Fisher? No. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. There's a Neil baseline. Fisher. All right. There we go. Dickie boys back at it again for episode, what is it? 21 of the BTP OT. Yeah. This episode is old enough to drink. There you go. Exactly. All right. Thanks, buddy. Yay. All right. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone, or morning, or day, or whatever. Whatever. The last two drum beats, that's really what, what seals it for me.